Yo, I put it like wow, this that sound These oaks don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now Bail, bail, stand my ground Throw these money trees, go overseas like Percy Tau I'll make sure you stay around, quiet when I'm under loud No negatives allowed, me positivity took a vow I always play to win, don't anticipate loss Mind always in the clown, my boy Never think about the drop, never ever ever think about the drop Welcome to Earth Sports fans. It is the MKT show. I'm MKT. Mbulelo Kaile Tutinta. For those who don't know, you might be listening to the podcast for the first time. You might be going, does MKT mean market? Did he make it? Is he making it? Shmaking it? No, that, that one, I, I don't know what I'm saying there. I'm making up words now. Um, welcome to it, Sports Show. Um... For some, a festive season. You know, if you're Arabic, you're like, what are you talking about? Just go to work tomorrow. If you don't uh, believe in old JC, good old JC, apparently 2022 years ago, he died. So thoughts and prayers to, obviously, JC, if you're a believer. I'm a believer. I'm in love. Ooh. Um, yeah, so there's that. Otherwise, obviously, if you have done the right thing and watched um, Thoughts and Prayers to Hans Gruber, um, terribly misunderstood. Man, if you know, you know, 1988, he died. He died, did Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber, RIP. Misunderstood. An activist, a hero, a role model to some, a terrorist in some eyes. Nakatoma Plaza, 1988, Christmas Day. A sad day. Also, 2024 years ago now. How old is Jesus now? 2023. Is he 2024 this year or 2023 this year? Because it's twenty. It's the 25th of December, 2023 now, as I sit here and record this. So is he turning 2023 years old this year? Very confusing. Anyway, shout out to him. Shout out to people celebrating Christmas. I'm not really a Christmassy guy, to be honest. Not. Uh, I'm going for going for lunch with some friends traditionally because my family don't really live here anymore. I, I don't spend it with them. My sister is returning to the motherland, so she lives in Paris. So she's returning to the motherland, and I'll be going to my mother for New Year's with my sister. Apparently, like, my mom's very Christmas person. I'm I'm not a Christmas person. Like, I don't care when I'm spending time with my family. I don't need Jesus Christ the Messiah to tell me when I can go and see my mom, you know? I can spend time with my mom in February. Why why is Jesus telling me when? Why are Coca-Cola advertising to me when I can spend time and eat mince pies with my mom? I mean, now, obviously, I'm 10% body fat. I don't eat mince pies, but you get the gist. I think I might be less than 10% right now. I'm, I'm, the training's cooking. Let, let's just be, between you and me, the training is cooking. I'm cooking with gas. I'm cooking with gas. Um, crazy weekend. Crazy weekend. United lose, Chelsea lose, which some people might say isn't crazy. So I'll tell you where I was right, where I was wrong today. And then I will talk about Chelsea becoming a bit of a disaster. And then we'll finish off with the mailbag.
so I thought I'd start off with this. Um, you know, it's it's a tricky one because we I guess we live as a society, right? And I live in the Western world. I live in the Western world in a Judeo-Christian country. And sort of the our year is given shape by work, obviously. We live in a socio-capitalist society, all of us mostly. And December is the time you get off. It just is what it is. Now, I don't work in corporate. I'm my own boss, so I can be off whenever I want. But largely speaking, most people... And, and I work in entertainment, which, which is... December's actually a busy time. You should be at work if you work in my world. I, I was just thinking, you, you know... I, I went to lunch with a friend and his beautiful fiance. Um, now, she's beautiful to him. That's why he's marrying her. You know, she's a beautiful person to me. Before people saying, is there umshigishi going on there? I'm, I'm not... Th- there's nothing... How do I turn this one around? There's nothing happening between me and her. She's beautiful to him in every sense. She's a great person to me. I meant beautiful as the person. I'm not trying to move in on my... I'm the best man at the wedding. I'm not trying to move in on my best friend's fiance. Anyway, she's fantastic. I was having breakfast with her. And we were discussing a few things. you know, Family... All the dynamics that come with being alive and being in your 30s. And I thought to myself, and she asked a very good question. And she said, why in December does stress, or he, he, or they they both asked, why in December does the stress of family intensify? And I thought to myself, it's because you're not working. (laughs) My, My answer was, the stress is there all the time. And they are trying to annoy you and bother you and and be there all the time to leech off you. And it's just that you're working between February and November, so you don't notice. And I thought, like, everyone's lives are now being ratcheted up, right? And there's a mailbag question which I will answer in and around this topic. And I thought, I also thought to myself, like, this afternoon, uh, before I recorded the podcast, I thought... You know, family is not great for everyone. And I thought to myself, what if you're not having a good one? Like, do you just force yourself to be with your family? It's a tricky one. I mean, I don't have the answer, obviously, because I, I'm quite fortunate that especially my immediate family and I get along now, later in life. It's a tricky one. It's a tricky one, you know. The, the marketing is get along with your family and be with your family. Yeah, some people are like, uh, no thanks. I'm, I'm not going to be with them. They stress me the hell out or they don't treat me well or they didn't treat me well as a child. There's also that, you know. So depending where you are, I hope you're, you're enjoying whatever you're doing. Ideally, I value family, so I'm biased to, to I hope you're with your family. But if you're not, I just hope you're having a good one. I hope you're having a cracker. I've had... Um, Three or four people send me messages or, and uh, photos of what they're doing for December. It's amazing. It's wedding season. People are out there doing their things. Uh, we're all getting older now. I'm, by the way, I was telling my friend today, I'm a part of Lawala negotiations next year. Um, I'm also a part of... <laughs> I've been requested to come in as a panel of people who who need to intervene in a family marriage where... 
stuff is may or may not be happening. Allegedly, allegedly, there may be some. There may be an extra player on the pitch for one of the parties, the one, the party on my side of the family. And now we need to go and see her family because she's pregnant and they are married. Allegedly, allegedly, there may be what we know as extramarital affairs going on. So, so now I'm like old guy now in the family. I'm going to go with one or two uncles and we need to go and see her family. I'm going to go negotiate this thing out. So... Your family, huh? It's about family. That's um, Vin Diesel in Fast and Furious 308 or whatever. There's so many of them. It's about family. So, hey, man. This family thing, hey? Oof. Oof. Can be interesting. But when you get it right, it is a cracker. All right, let's get into the show. I will finish off with the mailbag, as I said. Man United lost to West Ham. And, you know, my takeaway was, if you didn't watch it, it was 2-0. It was, it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Their best player was a centre-back I've never, ever heard of. But their best player now is Garnacho. The, the most threatening player they have is Garnacho. That is very worrying for Manchester United. You're Manchester United. But what I will tell you is this. You've got to sell Marcus Rashford. You have to sell Marcus Rashford now. He came on and gave the most deplorable performance I think I've ever seen from a megastar who earns £300,000 a week. He's got to go. He's got to go. If you're Man United and you want a clean house like Ozil, like Kolasinac, like Obama Yang, like Lacazette, Marcus Rashford isn't good enough to sock. He's not good enough to have stroppy behavior. Cristiano Ronaldo was and he never sulked. Ronaldo does not sulk and you get the high character. Marcus Rashford is now not high character. He's high maintenance. And he's lukewarm as a footballer. Let's be honest. Be honest with yourselves. For 18 months, this guy has not developed. I don't think he's developed since he was 19. His only move is cut inside and shoot and he doesn't drop. I mean, his best characteristic is feeding kids. It's like, well, I've got a mum for that. Not everyone has a mum, but some people, you know... There's charity organizations for feeding children. You can't, as a footballer, as a striker in, at the biggest brand in the world, you're most remembered for feeding kids. Problem. His primary function is to be a footballer. There's too much happening with Rashford now. Production tolerance. My father once told me production tolerance. The whole world is about production and tolerance. The one thing... That'll never happen in life. Tolerance will never exceed production. And Marcus Rashford now is forcing Eric Ten Hag and Manchester United to answer questions for him when he should be the one who's, who's taking questions away from the club, who's easing the room, cooling the room. He's, he's turning the furnace up. He's terrible. He's, ter- he's terrible and has been for three seasons now. Sell him. Just just sell the guy. Cut your losses. Because this is what he is now, by the way. Marcus Rashford is going into his 27th year of life. He's not changing now. This is what he is. Even if Marcus Rashford got 10% better, he's not good enough to be at Manchester United. This is Manchester United. He's, he's essentially playing in Ryan Giggs's position. The greatest winger the Premier League has ever seen, Ryan Giggs. 11 titles. 
That's the position Marcus Rashford's occupying. Cristiano Ronaldo played on the left at a stage. Cristiano Ronaldo. This is what we're talking about. Karl Poborski. We're not talking about lightweights here, hey? And Rashford's putting this out. No. No. Sell him. He's got to go. And in the midst of all of this, Man United has now got a Christmas present. Sir Jim Ratcliffe, in the most complicated deal ever, I'll read a bit more about it and talk about it on another podcast, but they've taken over superficially 25% of the club, but it doesn't seem like that's actually what's going on. There's Class A shares, there's Class B shares. I'll look into it a bit more. Um, I don't really have a very deep understanding of the stock market, so I need to go and do some my research. Um, I'll listen to some pods and go and read about it and talk about it a little bit more. And if you work in this world, I, I would love uh, to hear from you. MKT Inspires, how does it actually get structured? Um, I'll, I'll obviously, there, there's so much great podcast information. I will go and look into it. But superficially, uh, it looks like 25% of the club is being sold to Sir Jim Radcliffe. But there's idiosyncrasies. It's not quite 25%. So I'll look into it and get back to you. What I do know is billionaires and I do know people. So this is where, for me, it becomes interesting. You know, I come from a patriarchal household. My father made all the decisions in our household. And that was until I was six. But even later in life, even when my parents were divorced, my father made the decisions of what school we went to, where we were going, what was happening. And it was very clear. Like, even when my parents were divorced, it's clear who the decision makers. Now... In 2023, that's obviously going to flare up. Oh, man, we, we know where it's going. Let, let me not even. All right. So I am a patriarchal person. And by that, I don't think you should be making women smaller. You should be doing your best to make women feel safe to be a matriarch is why I think the patriarchy patriarchal system works. Obviously, it gets connotations in the past of trying to shrink women but i'm i come from a patriarchal household and i like the way i live my life i like to give my life structure so i have my calendar sorted out when am i eating lunch when am i waking up when am i going to bed it's all in a calendar i got raised in that household it's just how i was bred and what i like about a clear household that i grew up in is there's never confusion because you know when you need clarity in life, it's when things go wrong. People always think structure and systems are often when things are going well or to make things go well. No, 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 no. No, the reason you have structure is so that you have something to fall back on in the times of panic. Because when people are panicking, nobody operates at their highest level. Let the system take care of that. And if it's not clear where you have to go, and you see it in many households, Right now, listen, I'm not going to tell people how to run their household. If I get married, <laughs> I'm sorry, sister. I'm the decision maker. You know, we're partners, but I'm going to have to make the call. It's just what I believe in. I'm not saying I'm right. It's the household I got raised in. And with Man United, I'm not sure what's going to happen now. As much as the Glazers are saying, yeah, you run the sporting department, which is what it looks like um, 
Sir Jim Radcliffe and Ineos are going to do with his group is he can run the sporting side of things, which is the football side of things. Yeah, I know billionaires. I know powerful people. I know me. Like, I've got a relatively big ego. I've run three companies before of my own. Small, not Ineos, not $20 billion. But what's going to happen now? If you think the Glazers are going to let Sir Jim, I don't care about contracts. If you think owning 75% of an institution, right, being one of the richest families in America, you think they're going to let Sir Jim Radcliffe run that thing without them, you have got another thing coming. And it becomes so interesting in, let's just take the Eric Tenhag situation. Who decides what happens now? How do they decide? Because nobody gets married to get divorced, right? But, yeah, they're going to have to figure this thing out pretty quickly. I don't see it going as smoothly as people think. So there's just another voice in a chaotic room already. Interesting times ahead. I look forward to this because I don't think it's going to be very smooth. Purely because they are both extremely... I mean, Sir Jim Radcliffe is one of the most successful people in the history of humanity. $20 billion, Ineos. $20 billion is what his company is uh, said to be worth. So he is an absolute mastermind. If there's one thing about billionaires, they think they can do anything. You, You better believe he thinks he's smarter than all of the Glazers put together. The Glazers will go, who's this guy? Our family's worth like a trillion dollars. Who's this Mickey Mouse guy? He's been mediocre in cycling. He's now bored into Mercedes. That's been mediocre. Nice has been, you know, mediocre. So let's see how that goes. I'm looking forward to keeping an eye on that. I'd love to hear from Man United fans. Your thoughts. Is this going to change anything? Should he fire Eric Ten Hag? Should he build the board? Be fun. Be fun. I'm not so sure it's going to go too well. Just because I know successful men. And they don't like to let other people make decisions. Because men don't like to fail because of someone else. Successful men do not like to fail because of somebody else. It it almost seals Eric Tenang's fate. Because Sir Jim isn't failing with their guy. He's not coming in here to be told by anything. I mean, there's already rumors of them chatting to Graham Potter, whoever it may be. But Eric Tenag's gone. Like, you have to accept that as a United fan. is He's not seeing out the rest. Of, he, he may see out the rest of the season, but it's over. The Ineos guys are not going to fail with a Glazer guy. Forget it. And the other thing is, they, they don't want to succeed with him either. They want to succeed with their own guy. They want the credit. I want to tell you something about men right now. I know men. I know dudes. They want credit. Men want credit. Pay me more. That's how you, you, you can pat a woman on the back and tell her congratulations and fulfill her, her emotional needs. And sorry, dudes want money. You, you know how you thank me as a guy? Money. Medals. And Sir Jim will want to succeed with his own guys. So Eric Ten Hag, forget it. He's out. No matter what happens, he can make the Champions League top four. He's gone. Forget it. Forget it. MKT at the MKT show. Your thoughts? I think it's. I don't think it's going to be as easy over the next eighteen months as people are hoping. I just do not. I don't see how it works. I do not see 
how it works. MKT Inspires on social media if you want to get in the mailbag. Otherwise, MKT at the MKT Show is the electronic mail. All right, as I do every Monday, uh, I tell you where I was right, where I was wrong. I make calls. Yeah, going to make big calls. And if I was right, I'll tell you where. I'm happy to tell you that I was right. If I was wrong, then I'm also, you know, happy to tell you I was wrong. I'm only human. All right, MKT Inspires, if you want to get in the mailbag. Um, otherwise, MKT at the MKT Show. Remember, if you've got a second, give us a rating. Five-star rating, wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, let's get into where I was right, where I was wrong. Where I was right, Jackson is awful. I mean... Forget the confidence, right? Is he just doesn't have the look of that killer style striker? And Wayne Rooney had it at 18. It's not about the ability. It's about being a killer in front of goal. He doesn't have it. He's too casual. It, none of it works. I'll talk about it a little bit later. Jackson shouldn't be at Chelsea. He should be nowhere near a Chelsea setup. It's absolutely embarrassing. Where I was wrong, Broha is not much better. Broha at least is coming off an ACL, so has an excuse, but he's been terrible since he's come back. If he's fully fit and that's what I'm in for, ugh, it's casual, it's lackluster, it lacks cutting edge, it's raw. Um, I prefer his movement, I prefer his physicality, but he's not better than he's no better than Jackson. I was wrong there. Where I was right, Man United are broken. You're looking at a broken institution. You should not be going to West Ham and it's a close game and really West Ham have better players than you. Paqueta, Jared Bowen, these are people that are starting. Kurt Zuma would probably start at Manchester United, believe it or not. That is embarrassing. It is embarrassing. I was right. Man United are not just a bad football club. They're a broken institution. Watching them against West Ham was embarrassing. That was so poor. Gutless um, performance by a team that was always known for character. Where I was wrong, Liverpool are brilliant. If you didn't watch Arsenal against Liverpool and you and you like technical, high-level, tactical football as well, the technical and tactical quality of the Liverpool-Arsenal game is one of the best games I've seen in the last decade. Absolutely high-level, high-intensity. The players are, are playing in sync, in rhythm. It's cut and thrust. It's entertaining. Everybody knows where they should be. It's an orchestra. It's orchestrated. It's beautiful. It's it's so high level. It's so high level. And Liverpool are proper. Jürgen's got them humming. And I get it. This is why you build great systems. Jürgen, it's plug and play. It's high intensity. But it's orchestrated. It is so clear. He's so good at getting his message across. Beautiful to watch. Arteta's done an incredible job. Liverpool are brilliant. Arsenal are brilliant, but I was wrong. Liverpool are brilliant now. They are very, very good. And then they've got Mo Salah. That's how you win leagues. That's how you win Champions Leagues. Is The team's very, very good. But then you've got an all-time Hall of Fame level talent who takes you over the top in Mo Salah, who's selfless as well. Absolutely brilliant, Liverpool. I was wrong there. Where I was right, Arsenal won't win the league. They don't have a striker. You, they borrow off uh, Gabriel Jesus and they brought on Eddie Nketiah, and it got worse against Liverpool. I mean, it was a high-level game, 1-1 draw, but still you go, mm, that's where. That's where Man City can take off Erling Braut-Haaland and bring on Alvarez. That's the difference. That's where Aston Villa have Ollie Watkins. That's where Liverpool have Mo Salah. Arsenal don't have a 25-goal-a-season guy. They just don't. They won't win the league. I said that before. 
You can't win without that guy. Unless you've got Kevin De Bruyne or Frank Lampard coming from midfield, you cannot win the league title without a 25-goal-a-season average guy. You cannot do it. Kun Aguero, Didier Drogba, Thierry Henry, Cristiano Ronaldo, Wayne Rooney, Carlitos Tevez. You've got to have that guy. Erling Braut Haaland, you need the 25. I mean, Ari should have moved, but you get it. You need that guy. And they don't have him. I was right. Arsenal, forget forget the title. You're, you're good. You're not good enough. Um, lastly, where I was wrong, Aston Villa are, I said before, they're good. They're actually top four stuff. They've got terrific depth of the bench. I love the Moreno at left back. He comes out for Dinya. I love that. Matty Cash, Konza can play right back. Uh, I think, listen, they've got one of the best centre backs um, maybe in the league. So some, of, some, of their, some of their play from the back is just absolutely magnificent. Paul Torres is some. He's a treat. He's a modern day, your classic Latin... He's a poor man, Sergio Ramos, right? He's playing out from the back. His ball distribution, he pings it from the back. He reminds me of a young Thiago Silva at PSG. Obviously, Thiago Silva doesn't have that physicality anymore. But his ability to play out from the back, like a young Fabio Cannavaro. Cannavaro is obviously a physical freak, but he could ping it from the back. And Sergio Ramos is the very best of all of them, I think, in terms of that ball-playing stepping into midfield kind of like if you're old like me Franz Beckenbauer stepping out of the libero position and and striding into midfield if you're even older you might remember Sir Bobby Moore he, who was very famous for taking the ball from that number five position and striding into midfield and then pinging that ball into his midfield and forwards Power Tory is absolutely brilliant and I said Aston Villa are good they're not good they're proper top four quality stuff I was very wrong there yes they drew this week but they are very, very good. I watched uh, 67, 68 minutes of that game. They're very, very good. They are very, very good. That is where I was right. That is where I was wrong. Would love to hear from you. MKT inspires on the socials. Slide in the DMs. Slide in the DMs. What are you doing for Christmas? Who are you with? Um, I'd also love to hear. You know, I, I got a cool tweet i think from a gent called who's been he's one of our day ones as the youth are say you know you, you know when the youth are you thing and they say he, he's my day one a gentleman called richard banda who seems to be living the dream in the kruger park not too sure exactly what he's doing but shout out to mr banda who said he is he wants to be that guy you know i always say none of us are perfect but we we all want to be that guy and you, listen, you've got to make some sacrifices. If you want to be that guy, you've got to make sacrifices here and there. And he said, I'm going to the Kruger. I'm not buying I'm not buying flashy things. I'm going to the Kruger, having great experiences, traveling. And I'll, I'll retweet the tweet if you'd like to see it. Richard Banda living his dream in the Kruger Park. He says he's going to travel instead of buying a luxury car, which I love. I've always encouraged that. Come on, they're, they're, I mean, listen, unless you're doing it for a tax write-off, there's better ways to invest your money than a luxury car. Go and experience the world before you settle down and become a father. Unlike a gentleman who I now need to go and negotiate on behalf of, who allegedly may have had 12 players on the pitch in his marriage. Allegedly. These are all heinous allegations at this point. I'll let you know how those negotiations go. Obviously, I can't let you know exactly what's going on. But I'm now an old uncle guy. So shout out to Uri Chat. He is at the Kruger Park. Lucky bugger. 
And I'd love to know, how are people, do you plan in years? Do you plan 2023, 2024, 2025? How do you look at your life? What are you doing? What are you doing this December? You know, for some, for some people, for some ladies, it's a hot girl summer. You know, for some guys, they're doing what they're doing. Got to go meet the ladies, socialize, hug around, you know. No glove, no love, they say. Some people are just hugging around, you know. You got you to gotta socialize. Oh, it's got to get out there. Where are you? In Cape Town? You're traveling the world? Music festivals happening globally? Southern Hemisphere in particular right now is humming. I've got friends in Australia. I've got friends in Thailand. You know, tropical countries right now are cooking. They are cooking. All right, I'd love to hear where people are, what they're doing, what's the plan next year. Could be getting married, by the way. It's not just, it's not just about good times and, and hugging people in summer. Um, maybe you're having a baby, which is awesome. Maybe you and your partner decided last year we're having a bambino. Amazing. Love it. Have the bambino. Have a good one. Are you moving? Are you emigrating? Are you coming back to South Africa? There's so many things happening all the time. Friends, I've got two friends from Hong Kong who are moving back to South Africa after spending time there. They just miss it too much. So looking for, I'm looking forward to having them back. What's the move next year? What is, are you going to... Hey, you might, be, you might be proposing. By the time you hear this, it's December. You might be taking your lady somewhere, taking your gent somewhere. Uh, it's 2023. Don't be a bigot. Ladies can uh, propose to men. You know, is speaking of which, quick, quick aside, quick aside, just between us, and <laughs> the her they both listen to this podcast, but I might as well say it. I mean, I had a conversation with a friend. This is awkward. It's awkward. I had a conversation with a friend. Um, <laughs> well, I've got to say it now where she's going is he is he going to propose so she was my friend I mean I've met him I, I don't know him that well but it's awkward because she's given me the conversation of like what are guys supposed to do? do you know how long is it before a guy should be proposing because she's now saying she's worried that he's not going to propose which is which is wild because she knows my take i'm i'm you know we I, we've known each other for a long time i'm like unless you can have kids why are you getting married i mean obviously there's the tax implications and th- th- there is the sort of legal financial implications for wills later but you can draw up civil unions and, and civil agreements now and you know I, i'm not a lawyer but I, I've spoken to lawyers about potential solutions with a, a spouse who isn't my wife. And, and there's lots of solutions if you just talk to somebody who draws up wills and things like that. But my thing is, if you're not going to have kids, why are you getting married? <laughs> and again, unless you're religious, obviously, then because you want to be giving each other a hug every you know, couple of times a week, ideally for the rest of your lives. For some people, you need to do that in the house of God. You know what I mean? I get it. I get, okay, then I get it. You know, we all have carnal needs. But if you're not going to have kids, and, and most religious people want to have kids, right? Not all, but most. If you're not, not going to have kids, why are you getting married? Was my 
question to her. She wasn't expecting that response. She hasn't gotten back to me. Really. I mean, we had a bit of a kind of a standoff. Because I know, I, I, I see, I knew what was happening in her mind. And usually when people are asking stuff like that, most people aren't coming to you hoping for an answer. Sometimes people are just coming for you to listen. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm, I have to be on his side because I understand the pressure as a dude. I'm like, no. You, are, are you guys planning on having kids? No. Well, we haven't really spoken about it. Oh, so then why are we getting married? What are we even talking about? We haven't even discussed family. Why are we getting married? But why are people getting married if they're not having, if they're not planning to have a family? What is the point? Explain it to me. What does it change? What does it, it whatever your concerns outside of marriage are, they, they're not going to become less likely just because you're wearing a ring. Like, that's not how it works. Trust me, I'm, <laughs> I'm about to go negotiate an allegation, a heinous allegation against somebody who I share DNA with. I mean, he's my cousin. Can't believe he's put me in this position. Anyway, part of being old. But I'm just saying. So I said to her, well, yeah, look, what's the thing? Anyway, how long is it before dudes have to propose, eh? Four years? Three years? A year? Is there a time limit? When you know, you know? Because another friend of mine, two years, he's just proposed to his lady. I went kloofing with him the other day. She's fantastic. He's, I mean, he's fantastic. So they're just two solid people. And he was just like, no, this chick's incredible. She's incredible. She's a great athlete like him. He likes outdoors. She's driven. She's disciplined. She's a flipping beast of it, like just a solid human. So he was just like, what am I doing? This is like a, this is a 10 out of 10 catch. What are we even doing? I got to know her a little bit the other day. I was like, oh, I get it. Oh, this is, a, she's not just someone you know. This is a serious person. I was like, oh. I was like, my man, you're not dealing with uh, some wishy-washy. This is a real person. She's like, you know, and serious people. I'll talk about it a bit later. But serious people are hard to find. It. She's a, she's like a serious person. He said after a year he knew, and then he just got engaged to her like a couple of months ago, two, three months ago, after a year and a half of knowing her. So I thought, oh, okay, I get it. Is there a limit though? Ladies, would love to hear from you. MKT inspires. Am I wrong for saying to my friend, if you're not planning on having a family, why the hell do you want the guy to marry you? Things are fine. Why are you rocking the boat? You know his family. He knows your family. What are we doing? And she's not religious either, by the way, before. She, she hasn't, she's, might, some people might say she's the antichrist. I wouldn't say that, but she, she has some rather strong thoughts about all books. So, was I a bad friend in that moment? Was she coming to me for sanctuary? But uh, we, we can't do it. We can't do it. We have to be able to look at each other in the eye without getting emotional and say, what are you doing? We're not, we're, we're not the children's anymore, guys. Come on now. Come on now. Come on, dog. All right, let's finish off uh, with Chelsea and then I will finish off with the mailbag. Um, Chelsea lost to Wolves at the Molyneux 2-0. Or 2-1, sorry. Christopher Ntunku gets his first goal. Chelsea have lost 19 Premier League games in 2023, which is the most of any Premier League team. It's, an, it's a quite astounding stat, considering the spending. The current record, as things stand, as I record this on the 24th of December 2023, is 
They have played 18 games this season, won six, drawn four, lost eight. That's correct. They've won six, drawn four, lost eight. That is absolutely astounding, astonishing. But as I was watching it and I, I was looking through and I thought, what is it that I've said about Chelsea before? What is it that I'm seeing? And before I, I recorded the podcast, I thought to myself, you know, I always talk about young people and why they're not in influential positions. They might be in influential positions, but not powerful positions. Like, And I went and looked up the, the five highest earning CEOs in the world in 2023. And I looked at their age range. It was 51 to 76. The, the top paid CEOs in the world start at 51 and the oldest one at 76. That's the top five guys in the world that are CEOs. They're all men. And I thought to myself, it's ve- you, you know, there's a reason for that. It's very difficult to get young people to be serious. I don't mean look serious. I mean to be serious. And there's levels of serious. You know, you can go and get your chartered accountant degree, right? And go and get your CFA 1, 2, 3. And then you can be the CFO for Standard Bank, for Standard Chartered, for for BlackRock, for HSBC. There's different levels of serious that are needed. You've got to be serious to get a CFA 3. But you've got to be serious, serious to be the global CFO for Chartered Account. Excuse me, for Standard Chartered, for BlackRock, for the PGA, for the NFL, for Fox News, for Nestle. Like, these are the, that's serious, serious. And there's no 30-year-olds there. It's very difficult to get young people to even grasp the concept of what serious means. Chelsea are the youngest team in the league on average. And I've always wondered, why is Raheem Sterling not in the England team? Because Gareth Southgate is quite a serious person. He's overly serious, some people might say. But Sterling is not in the England team because you saw today with the chance that he missed. If you haven't seen it, go and look. It's three on one. All he has to do is square the ball. And Raheem Sterling has always had a reputation as a little bit too cool for school. And that's the thing about young people, to get them to stop being too cool for school and just do the right thing. Lean into the system, be a good team player. And Raheem Sterling's always had that thing. He left QPR, he left Liverpool. He had one good season at Man City, which which was an anomaly. But he's always been like a bit lackadaisical and, you know, that lackadaisical approach comes with a prickly side and the thing about Raheem Sterling is he's, he's always had a reputation as a little bit too cool for school and when he missed that chance it didn't look like it hurt him Jackson's too casual and here's the other thing if you're going to be a striker for Chelsea for Man United for Man City take it seriously what's the thing about Erling Haaland that you cannot take away from him and Haaland's 21 He's serious. He's invested. He's serious. He's a serious guy. Cristiano Ronaldo, 21 years old. Serious. Wayne Rooney, 18 years old. Serious. If you're going to play that role at that club, 
You've got to be serious, man. You've got to be serious. Jackson's so casual and slow and like nothing about him feels elite or, or like there's no intensity. Like if you look at Ollie Watkins, there's an intensity to what he's doing. There's an application to what he's doing. But with young people, right, it's more important to look cool than actually execute. It, it's, it just is what it is. And there are unique young people. There are Wayne Rooney's out here. There are Erling Haaland's out here that at a young age just grasp what it is. Lionel Messi, he grasped what it is to be serious. Chelsea doesn't feel like a serious environment. It just looks like a bunch of very, very talented people who are being thrown together. It, it just it, it is what it is. Another worrying part, the disaster with Poch is that he's not showing any tactical flexibility or acumen to change the system in the game. Spurs and Villa improved immediately when their coaches walked in. It's not about the results, but Ange Postacoglu improved the style of play immediately. Chelsea for 18 games have been dreadful. And you're not going to tell me Spurs' players on paper are better than Chelsea. Forget it. And there's a clear identity of what Villa and Spurs are doing. That's what worries me with Chelsea. It's not clear what's in Poch's mind. It's not high press. It's not low press. It's not, you know, it, it isn't a resting sort of defense style. I don't know what's happening. There, there isn't like a counterattack. What is actually going on tactically? And stop telling me about injuries. I, like Spurs don't change their style of play, even with all the injuries they've had. High line, gag and press, high intensity, quick passing. We know what it is. It doesn't matter who's playing. You're fitting into the system. What is Chelsea's style of play? You know, Jose Mourinho once said, your style of play will never change. Now, how compact you are, that changes. I don't, want to really, I don't really want to get into the long grass about football. But style of play will never change. How you want to play will never change. It doesn't matter if you're playing low block, mid block, high block. It does, that doesn't matter. How you press, your, how you're going to play, um, how big your triangles are, are going to be, how big your, uh, what sort of patterns you're creating, that isn't going to change. And with Chelsea, it doesn't look like there is a clear style of play. Offensively or defensively. That's very worrying. Especially for young people. Because young people need to be told what to do as they master their craft. But here's the trap for Chelsea. You can't do anything. Because if you fire Poch now, which I don't think would be the right thing, is you become the chaotic club and high-level managers won't want to come. It's kind of where Man United are. You don't want to start becoming like a firing treadmill. It was different under Roman Abramovich because Roman had his thumb on things. So he could do that because he was invested in what was going on. And the the spending was even heavier, I would say, uh, relative to Todd Bully. And really, Roman was running things. Now you've got to be a more sophisticated operation, and it's a new time. If you want Hansi Flick in the future, Hansi Flick isn't coming to a place. He's used to coaching Bayern Munich and Germany. He's not coming to a place where he could be possibly be fired in two years. These top-level coaches aren't moving their families to be fired in two years. That's not what they're doing. And obviously, managers are hired to be fired, but they're not moving if they feel like six months they're going to be gone. 
You don't want to be that club. You, you don't want to get that reputation. You don't want to be PSG. You don't want to start getting that reputation. Chelsea have spent two decades building a name under Roman Abramovich. They don't want to now be Manchester United for a decade. You don't want to be Arsenal. Arsenal two decades without a title. You don't want to be that. They cannot fire Poch. They have to give him until the end of next season regardless of results. Look at Arteta. Eighth first season, eighth second season, and look where we are now in season four. It's a shambles. It's a wasted season, but you can't do anything. And I think you've put these young people in a bad situation. You can't ask young people to lead at the elite level. You just cannot. 51 to 76 is the age of the top five highest paid CEOs in the world. There's a reason for that. Young people need to be led. Poch is failing. Chelsea have failed them. Thiago Silva is the only serious person at this club. And as we can see with the mistakes, he's no longer what he used to be. Don't ask young people. Don't put young people in that position. Don't put Cole Palmer in a position where he has to be that guy. He's not that guy. He's not Wayne Rooney. He's not. Wayne Rooney, you can ask. Wayne Rooney at 18. Put me up front for Man United. No problem. I got this. Don't worry about it. Don't even worry about it. Fergie, I got you from here. Don't worry about it. I'm that guy. But there's very few people in the world that are that guy. In, generationally in sport. Even Kylian Mbappe. Is he that guy? You know, when, he, when you've got Blaise Matuidi and you've got N'Golo Kante and you've got Antoine Griezmann, you can be that guy. Since he lost those guys, though, what are we up to? Wayne Rooney was scoring hat-tricks at 18. Listen, I'm not a Man United fan. Cristiano Ronaldo was winning the Ballon d'Or at 23. Lionel Messi was winning the Ballon d'Or at 23. We're not... Like, you must remember, these people are anomalies. Stop using those guys as the example. Kylian Mbappe should not... This nonsense must stop. Stop discussing him in the same realm as Cristiano Ronaldo and Leo Messi and these guys. And Paolo Maldini and... Listen, these are... These are all time to say. Ronaldo, Luis de Lima. Like, those guys, that's a little bit different. Those guys are serious. And I'm not romanticizing the past. Erling Haaland is a serious guy. 21 years old, he leads this club to a treble. We're talking about serious business here. Paolo Maldini is starting at 16 for your father's club, unretiring the jersey, and starting and captaining the club at 40 years old. Like, these are rare. These are anomalies. Don't make that the rule. Don't force young people to lead because they cannot. Ruben Diaz leads for Man City. Nemanja Vidic led that team that won three in a row. Roy Keane led that team. So Brian, uh, the great Brian Robson led the, the evolution with Beckham, Giggs, Fergie's kids, Nicky Butt, the Nevilles, Gary Pallister. Must remember they had uh, Steve Bruce. They had Peter Schmeichel, the great Dane. They always had Ronnie Johnson. They, remember, they always had these experienced men to lead these young superstars. Don't put young people in positions where they're going to fail. Largely speaking, you need grown men to lead from the front and let the young kids play. Love to hear your thoughts at MKT Inspires on Instagram.
All right, let's uh, finish off with the mailbag. Finish off with the mailbag. Hope you're having a great time wherever you are. It is the holiday season where I am, which is planet Earth. It's December. It is Jesus' birthday in some parts of the world, depending on what, what you, you know, what you're into. I'm not into it, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do Merry Christmas. It's just, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Let's let's not do that. I just hope you have. I hope you're having a good time doing whatever you're doing. And my secondary hope is. I hope you have family that you can share this with, or loved ones, friends. I'm going to a friend for Christmas lunch. It's going to be incredible. All right, let's finish off with a um, a tweet from Chepo. Chepo Smalls McKeezy. Chepo Small, Smalls McKeezy on Instagram. Says, yo, yo, MKT. It's <laughs> when the youth are youthing, you know what I mean? Yo, yo. Says, yo, yo, MKT. I trust you good. But judging from the previous podcast episode, it seems like your December is Decembering. Mr. Smalls, it certainly is. Although I'm trying to limit it by not exposing myself to certain elements which would make my December December even more December-y. Um, he says, judging from the previous episode, it seems like your December is Decembering. So my question for the mailbag is, why, why is it that people feel so entitled to your 13th check known as Ibonas. I haven't even received it, but friends and relatives are calling, asking in a joking manner about it. I just want to hear your thoughts about this matter. Now, I have some very strong thoughts on this matter. I have some very strong thoughts on this matter. Number one, you have to manage people. You have to manage people, especially when it comes to money. Because people, when you start to make money, have expectations. Right? The greatest killer in the world is expectations. Expectations, expectations change everything. That's why it's a little bit different when somebody is your hookup and your girlfriend. A girlfriend has more expectations than, you know, just a hookup table. So, in this case, I think what you need to do and it depends how serious the, the situation and these expectations are. Guys, I'm not a bank. I'm not a bank. So I resent that. And I recently had to cut a lot of my family off from getting money from my mother. And it was very, very difficult for them. For, not for me, because I like structure. So you need to make one decision. Here's the thing about giving uh, cash to friends and family. Never expect it back. Don't expect money back from friends and family. Just don't. Like, do not. If you're going to give them that money, write it off. But with the 13th check thing and them expecting, that's not actually their fault. That's not their fault. It's your fault. Manage people. Everybody in your life has to be managed. Stop thinking that... Oh, but they'll know, man. Come on. They, they must be reasonable. Ah, I love one another. They must be. No, 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 no. No. Manage everybody. Because this, you know, and I was talking to my friend today uh, who I told you with the fiance, which I'm not making a move on, which people clearly are going to think I'm making a move on. I'm not. I meant she was beautiful as a person and beautiful to him. But we were talking about or, or I was talking about the way I look at it I was talking to her about the way I look at life is everyone has to be managed but in 
in choosing either path, you can either choose not to manage them and they'll just continue to just say, ah, come on, smalls, smalls, hey, or wherever. Um, and you, you can go with the Angus Ged, which means, listen, whatever problems there are at home or my friends, nah, I'm not getting involved. Right? Or you can go with the, I'm going to actively manage these people, which is far more uncomfortable up front, but it creates some clarity going forward of, look here, my man, if you need a thousand rand, nah, I'm going to give you a thousand rand. But here's the rules. You're going to pay me back 100, 100 bucks a month and I don't have to be asking you. Take it from somebody who used to borrow friends from their money uh, or money from their friends, friends from their money, money from their friends. And I wasn't very good at paying it back. I'm, I'll be very honest with you in my 20s. And I was making my friends chase me like, oh, bro, you owe me this, you owe me that. So I'm not talking from a position of also looking from the outside. I've been that guy. I've been the annoying person. But it's your job to manage these people. Mother, it doesn't matter if it's your mother, it doesn't matter if it's your friend, manage these people. This is my money and you shouldn't have expectations of me. And even with family, you must let them know, here's what's available. If it's 5,000, they're going to get 5,000. They must, they must know that there's a limit. My mother always used to say this to me, guys. And pe- people note how much I quote my parents, but I'm, I'm very lucky to have the parents I had, in my opinion. So let me tell you something. My mom used to say this to me, and I'm realizing more and more what she's saying. She says to me, the giver always has to set the limit because the taker never will. I'll repeat it. The giver always has to set the limit because the taker never will. And if you don't manage that, that's not on them, dog. So that 13 check of yours is, they only expect it, you know why? Because you haven't managed their expectations. Now, the, 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 the person I am, I think it's BS that they expect that. But again, have you managed their expectations? Have you ever gone to them and told them, hey, I'm uncomfortable with you asking me? Because you must be clear, people will always act in their own self-interest. So if you leave the door open for them to even ask or to think, ah, come on, the last six, seven years, or there's expectations from family. I was like, you know what? We put you through school. So, ah, come on, chief. And it's almost like unspoken, you know? No, 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 no. With money, you must address things. Money is a finite resource. It has rules. There's a reason why certain parts of the world do better with everyone than, than, than the rest of us is that they manage their money. You know, there's, there's a fiscal responsibility. Money needs rules, guys. You, you've got to, you got to treat this thing like your wife. You don't just, you don't just just with your wife. You know what I mean? You treat your wife with the adequate respect to apply your time and, and other resources to her. Why wouldn't you apply the same intensity to your money? The same application, same rigor. There should be a rigor of mental application to how you're spending your cash. And part of that is having uncomfortable conversations with people is my take and again i can i can proudly say on this topic dude i am having to manage my family right now and i i mean i don't have kids but i have i have a big family hey particularly on my mom's side so my dad manages the the dad the the his side the closer side of the family but the petty side of the family needs to be managed big time because 
there's expectations of my mother that I've had to manage and I've had to cut 30 people off that were just that felt comfortable asking for 500 rand here 1000 rand here so if you're looking for some advice here's what my dad does so in my in my family on my dad's side they know not to come with nonsense the only thing my dad pays for is education and uh, sport he's willing to spend the, the the budget is limitless for that if you come with but you, you have to come with a, a semblance of a plan what's your plan to apply when are you going to finish what happens if you fail like my dad is he's an engineer so you you, you got to come correct and now my family on my dad's side they know not don't, don't waste this time because if you're coming with i want to apply for i'm a tender my dad doesn't play that he number one he hates politicians but also there's no plan there like he he, he believes in education education is the only thing my father believes in so what i would say is start to encourage people if they want money from you they should have to pitch like what, what are you spending this money what are you spending this money on and if they haven't thought about it there there are very few emergencies in the world guys People must stop telling you that, yo, I'm in an emergency. There are very few emergencies in the world. There's a lot of screwing up. But screwing up doesn't mean it's an emergency. Let's be very clear. Trust me, I've screwed up a lot. Somebody who screws up isn't always in an emergency. They're screwing up. An emergency is, my mom fell and broke her hip. An emergency is, I got into a car accident. An emergency is there's a funeral at home. So-and-so died unexpectedly. Okay, that's an emergency. I have to pay my light bill because there's no cash left in December. Is not an emergency. Where was that when you were buying cases for the ladies at the club in December? That's screwing up. Not having cash for uniforms for your kids... Not having cash to go back to varsity in January. That's not an emergency. That's you screwing up. So you must stop letting people put you under pressure of, yo, ndata, yo, ziabuya. No, 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 no. No, 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 Wait. And if people, you, you know, sometimes maybe people think you're rich. I'll finish off on this, Mr. Smalls. Mr. McKeezy. I'll finish off on this. People think... Because you live in a certain society, you're rich. So they think you don't have problems. You know what I mean? They don't know that you may be taking people out on dates. You're living in Joburg now. You, you're paying Joburg rates. Or Cape Town. Or wherever. I don't know where you live. You, they, Durban, you, you, you might live in a big city. You might live overseas. So people see you, you know, they, they're observing the life you're living through a certain lens. As though it's a bottomless pit of cash. The closer you are to people, or, or the more you want them in your life, explain the situation to them. I'll give you another gem my mother used to say to me. So my mother's a psychiatrist, for those people who don't know. And she has a wonderful way of simplifying human psychology to me, because I'm an idiot. And she used to say to me, you, you know, in life, we all have this romantic ideal. Né? We all do. We all do. Um, we're all guilty of it, and we have to keep an eye on it. And I think my father's quite good at this, and I have some friends who are very good at this. If you want to be understood, my mother used to say, she says, if you want to be understood, you must explain yourself. This idea that, ah, man, they'll understand. 
you know, don't do that. Don't do that. You're just stressing yourself out. You've got to manage people's expectations. And if people don't understand you, it's your fault because you failed to, to explain yourself. So take that gem. I think that's that one's probably my favorite because I also don't like to explain myself. I've got a really short temper. Um, and I, especially when I was younger in life, I'm getting better at it of getting frustrated when it's like, come on, man, why didn't you just think? It's like, oh, okay, wait. This person is inside their own head. They, they put themselves first. If you want to be understood, you must explain yourself. So, Mr. McKeezy, you're going you're gonna to have to explain to people that uh, this 13th check, guys, it's for my, I don't know how your family works. It's for my mom, for my younger sister. But even then, you need to tell them, Guti, hey, you get 500, you get 500, you get 500. Those are your expectations moving forward. Should that change, I will tell you. You don't ask me. You don't ask me. And there may be complexity. I don't know whether you're a provider in your family. Again, these things are very, very complex depending on your family background. I come from a background where my parents are rural, but both my parents have been relatively fiscally responsible. So I, I never need to send money home. Thank goodness. So I come from a home where I don't, I don't even want to hear it. From my cousins, I, I do not want to hear it. I do not want to hear it. They know that. They know I don't want to hear it. Unless it's an emergency. Someone died. Okay, usually my parents are going to plug those holes anyway. But someone died. Okay, I'm in. What happened? Who died? Whose car crashed? What happened? Tell, tell me the story as well. I need, I need to know. Put me in the picture. I'm not, giving, I'm not giving people money because they had a third kid with some guy. They know very well. Don't come to me with that. That's not an emergency. But you, you've got, you're on your third guy with, third different guy with four kids. Now, come on, man. I, I'm not going to abide madness. <laughs> See, that's not me, fam. Having, having a fourth kid with three bums, that's not an emergency. That's screwing up. It's screwing and screwing up. You feel me, Mr. McKeezy? Hope I've answered your question. At MKT Inspires, I like those kind of questions because I'm going through the adulting in life. By the way, I'm guys, I'm negotiating philandery and lobola in 2024. Back end of 2024. So by this time next year, in fact, well, early, early next year, I will have to go to the northern part of the country to negotiate alleged philandery. Apologies. Let's be clear, alleged, allegedly, my cousin had 12 men on the pitch. Allegedly, though. That, 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 those are heinous allegations at this stage. We now need to go and humble ourselves in front of this young girl's family. They, and they vendor, so it's not going to be, it's not going to be play play. Huh? It's not going to be play play. He's put me in. Hey, listen. i got to play my role. You know, my father used to say two things. The world is a better place when people do what they're supposed to do and they don't expect credit for it. But secondly, the world is an even better place when you know your role and you play your role. Ladies and gentlemen, for the last time, no, we'll have one more show. My name is MKT. This has been the MKT Show. Happy birthday, Jesus Christ, uh, to all of you. Have a great time. Uh, I'll chat to you again 
on the Thursday podcast. Have an incredible, incredible day. I hope you're with family. Um, if not, do your thing, homegirl, homeboy. Uh, my name is MKT. This has been the MKT Show. And for now, I am the hell out of here.